Welcome to Nightlight, our home movie podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Prince, also known as Head Knights. Alongside me, we got Freddy. Always give it spoopy. Always and forever. Freddy is tired as fuck, y'all. This dude just Yo, had to work like a 12-hour shift. Not not that crazy, but pretty close. Close to it. Close to it. I think it was like 10, ten, and, a half. ten and a half. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. So right now he's dying. But too bad, I forced him to come here tonight. Uh, so, <laughs> also known as Nighty Night. Uh, David is not here right now. Um, David will be hopefully back on the show very soon. Um, we're hoping possibly for the next month. Some stuff going on, but we'll figure it out. If not next month, he'll be back for the new year as well. Which, got an announcement about that before we officially get started. But I'm going to finish the intro first. Then I'll talk about that. We are a group of knights with an absolute love for film and a passion for horror. This is a podcast that takes a different horror film to break down and discuss the ultimate question. Why horror? So with the lights, sit back, let the darkness envelop you. If you like that and want extra horror content, head over to patreon.com slash nightlightpod. That's night with a what? That is correct. All right. So... Quick updates, um, really quick. Um, I think I mentioned that I was going to talk about this n- for the next episode, but fuck it, whatever I'm talking about right now. Um, so next month, December, um, that is going to be our kind of our last hurrah for the year, um, obviously. Everyone kind of concludes during December, right? But with that being said, we're going to be taking a little bit of a break. All of us collectively, I need to give these guys a break. I need to give myself a break. Got to hang out with our family and stuff for um, Christmas and um, New Year's. Technically, when we record this show, it's obviously recorded in advance. Our very last episode recording is going to be on December 10th. And then we're actually going to take a month break at that point. But do not fret, you will still have episodes. We will be actually posting episodes from our Patreon show, which is The Midnight Hour. And you'll get access to a few episodes of that so you can kind of be able to chill with those. Those are a lot shorter than our nightlight content. And those are related to episodes um, that are kind of companioned to them as well. So like things like 13 Ghosts and... Um, uh, God, you guys know what the fuck I mean. But yeah, so just a little heads up on that. Um, in January is when all of that's going to be going down. So we're going to take all of January off, but you will have midnight hour episodes to kind of keep your company warm and snuggles um, during the time of January while we rest up, recharge, and come back headstrong for February with um, a brand new month and a brand new year. 2023 is like right around the corner. It's crazy. It's I fucking insane. It's going to be an incredible insane. year. It's going to be a wild year. Sorry, a lot of crazy stuff planned. Um, I can't wait to share more. But with that being said, I want to give a very special shout out to our patrons over on patreon.com slash nightlightpods. That's night with a K. Laura Bragalock. I don't know if that is right, but I'm going I'm to go with it until you correct me. Spencer, Legion Podcast, Lizzie, Josh, Vaughn, Alexis, Johnny, Layla, Eric, Kelly, Brenna, Daniel, Cheyenne, Carrie, Stu, Anna, Stephanie, Calvin, Drew, also known as the Silent Knight, Scary Stuff Podcast, Samantha, Patrick, uh, Willow, Jessica, Jared, Jasmine, Chantal, Rio, Jesse, Joe, Kaylee, Rob, and last but certainly not least, 
Freddie. Thank you all so much for supporting us and just allowing us to, you know, be able to do this shit. It's it's really cool that you all have, um, you know, supported us for this long and this far. Um, you know, it's a lot of things that we have in the pipeline because of your support. We're hoping to be able to bring a lot of those things to fruition because of your support. Um, so thank you all so much for honestly continuing to spread the love and and share us with your friends and family and stuff like that as well. So we very much appreciate that. Thank you so much. Truly does mean a lot to us. Now, concluding our month for dreadful for this meal month. This has been a hell of a month. Uh, (laughs) You know, you know, it it didn't start off to be a full blown cannibal. month. (laughs) We only have one movie that wasn't a cannibal movie. And that was the stuff. Um, But like, and even then, that was like kind of borderline. I mean, we had chocolate chip, tra- chocolate chip Charlie looked like he was about to eat somebody. Oh yeah. But um, sure. yeah. So that was unintentional. But I'm glad it turned into this because cannibal, we, cannibal month. <laughs> yeah, to cannibalism sure. month. I mean, you know, I'm glad it turned into this because it was uh, a lot of great flicks that are cannibal flicks that I feel like don't get seen a lot. I think cannibal Good. movies yeah. are. Super underrated as well. I, I love them um, a lot. I really love them. Um, so very happy about that. But our patrons over at patreon.com slash nightlightpod, they did something spectacular. <laughs> they voted in a poll. Yes, that's right, folks. If you would like to vote to have us watch movies at the end of the month, you can do that if you head over to patreon.com slash nightlightpod. I said that three times. Okay. Okay. But no, seriously, um, you can uh, pick movies for us to watch. And the movie that was picked for us to watch tonight was Fresh. First and foremost, Freddie, thoughts? Man, it's crazy because Fresh came out this year. It did. And it like, feels like it came out such a long time ago. And this, it's because, it's because this, this year was stacked. Yeah, this uh, this year has been stacked with a bunch of different movies. Um, obviously, this came out really early in the year as well. Uh, yeah, there was like just a March. great phenomenon about like the dance moves with the couple and stuff like that. A lot of TikTok trends came out of it. Yeah. Um, it's a very powerful movie. I think it's one of the greatest movies that came out this year for sure. I agree. Uh, I think it's going to be in my top list of maybe movies of 2022 in general oh hands let down. alone being the horror uh horror films this is 10. this is surprisingly really high up on my top 10 yeah it, it's because it's so well shot and well done it's and well just, acted it's and just well, a well great constructed. Movie. yeah um and it's one of those movies where you want to go on as blind as possible which is like something i love to do yeah. and for someone who hasn't seen this this is such a great rewatch by getting a friend to watch it with you and just seeing their reaction, you know, just to see how they react to what happens like 30 minutes into this fucking film. Yeah. Um, And it's an incredible thing that happens. Uh, (laughs) I mean, incredibly scary and terrible and horrifying and beautiful. Yeah. Comedic. And yeah. Loving. uh, It has so many emotions. Uh, And I love that it preys on a lot of things women are scared of. And I think it does it in such a really great way. And it has a lot of great messages in here. Mm-hmm. And we get such a great protagonist. And she's such a badass. And even her friend is a badass. Oh, yeah. And that Shout third act is just crazy and fun. <laughs> this, that's the definition of this movie. It's a fun movie. <coughs> and it's yeah. something that is, um, I think, a lot of people will take a lot out of. Right. I think, yeah, it's just 
so much fun. Yeah, I like what you said too. Like, I, I wish, I wish we had time to have gotten uh, a female um, guest on this episode because um, I really like what you said about it. It, it plays on. Um, a lot of fears that some women do unfortunately have from men. And I feel like this movie did what men was trying to do. The A24 film? Yeah. Um, And, um, you know, granted, men was directed by Alex Garland um, versus this being directed by Mimi Cave. And um, so she's going to come with, obviously, a, a more of a personal understanding and a personal experience that's tied to this and that's surrounded by this. But, you know, I feel like this really um, showcased that fear, that innate fear to where everyone can kind of understand, like, like, oh, yeah, like, that, that that's a dark alleyway you're walking in. There's someone walking behind you kind of quick. Right. You know, like, they're walking kind of fast behind you. Yeah, okay, yeah, I could see why you're nervous right now. I could see why you are prepping to pr- protect yourself right. right now. I could I could feel yeah. that. I can understand that. Um, and, you know, I, I feel like this is a, a very, very well done flick to do that. And, you know, another movie that does this really well is Barbarian. Yeah, no, I 100% agree on that too. Yeah, so like... The, the, and I saw that when we were looking up the IMDb page for this movie is that one of the suggested movies is Barbarian. I'm like, yeah, that's the perfect double feature for sure. Oh, hands down. Yeah, I, w- I would love to watch these back to back. I was actually watching Barbarian before I was watching this to prep up for the show. Um, <laughs> and yeah. I saw and, Barbarian like a day before watching this one. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great fucking movie. Yeah. But, um, you know, so like I... I can understand that, but I, I love this movie. I love this fucking movie. Like, I think this movie is, one, it plays, it. okay, I feel like this movie came out at a perfect time because it was the first flick that we got of 2022 from horror that was a complete surprise. Yeah. And we got multiple flicks this year that were complete surprises, which was great. You know, yes. We were spoiled this we year spoiled for this horror year, fans. For sure. um, and, you know, because like, with something like Fresh, even watching the trailer, you didn't know what was going on. Like, it looked like a romantic comedy. Yeah. And, and it plays like that for a for hot the, minute. For, yeah. So it's, it, which is fantastic. And I love this concept that they made with this movie. And, you know, other films that did this really well, in my opinion, this year were things like Nope, Barbarian, Smile, you know, that really just kind of played on the fact that like, hey, we have this movie that makes you probably think you know what it is and we're going to flip that right on its head and you're not going to know what it, what this even is. Like you're you're yeah. you're you're going to be wrong. This is going to be completely different from what you expected. And Fresh does that so perfectly. And it came out at a really great time when we were getting all of these updates about um, all of these reboots that we were getting this year and sequels that we were getting this year. Um, you know, and then Fresh kind of came out of the gate like right after Scream. Yeah, and it was perfect, fucking perfect. It was fucking perfect. Scream came out this year. Yes. Holy fuck. Anyway, let's talk about this fucking movie, dude, because I'm, I'm ready to jump right on in. Fresh, directed by Mimi Cave, released March 4th, 2022, with a runtime of one hour and 54 minutes and a budget of 15 or $20 million. Um, no box office found. Unfortunately, this was not released in theaters. I wished it was. Holy yeah, I think a lot of people shit. Love to see this in theaters. Yeah, this was a Hulu exclusive. Um, you know, I really Tell hope it. Hulu is allowed to put more of their movies in theaters um, because they deserve to be there. 
Oh, for sure. Like, goddamn, Prey, Hellraiser. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I feel like the, no exit. All yeah, them. yeah. All of these movies would have played fantastically in theaters, in my opinion. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm still trying to get over this cough too, everyone. Uh, rating of 81% on Rotten Tomatoes. We open to our protagonist, Noah, sifting through potential dates with men on an app called Puzzle Piece in her car. Locking the phone before checking herself out in the mirror, she receives a call from her friend, Molly, immediately tell- telling Noah to just leave. She understands, not worried about paying, but finding it weird to start a date that way. Molly jokes about him. Noah laughs that she's already there and she's really hungry, hoping that it'll make a good story out afterwards they say their goodbyes and then cut to her terrible date with some dude named chad fucking lovely i love that his name was chad Chad. yeah (laughs) like just an average ass dude (laughs) noah zones out as he's as he is talking to her about how much he loves hot sauce even (laughs) though it makes him like almost vomit because of acid reflux yeah, this what a wonderful thing to talk about. I love about on this. It makes me uh, sick. Yeah, <laughs> I love hot sauce, but yeah, yeah it gives me terrible acid reflux. <laughs> that sucks for you, Chad. I'm sorry. She adds to the small talk with Mexican spices being too much for her. She sighs as they both are quiet for a moment. He chuckles that she doesn't understand that she doesn't understand. Oh, excuse me. He chuckles and she doesn't understand why. Going on about how women used to be it's so in tune with their femininity. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> Excuse me? This guy's such an idiot. Holy shit. Oh. And I love how he's like trying to have it as a conversation rather than like a backhanded like. He's trying to have it. Yeah, oh, it's no, like you a know, backhanded like my compliment. parents. You get it, right? My parents, you know, old school. They, like, I'm just saying you look nice in a dress. It's like people wear oversized sweaters. Like, what the fuck? Get this. It's like that concept of like men who do not know how to talk to, or not do not know how to talk to women, but it's men who like understand they're in a presence of a woman so therefore they accentuate on things more and they try oh, yeah, yeah, to you know like old man's for, a little bit exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. or they'll, they'll not this guy but like they'll well, be over he, chivalrous yeah, for okay, example yeah, yeah. Not him, obviously. He's not chivalrous well, at, all. at all. But, like, but, they'll be over chivalrous. Like, no, no, no. Don't worry about it. I'm, you know, no, you don't need to lift a finger. I'll go ahead and bring your bags in. No, don't worry about it. No, no, no. Right. When it's just like, no, she, she could probably do it. And she, she was probably going to do it. Right. <laughs> like, you can offer, sure. But if she says no, like, respect that kind of thing. But, yeah. This guy was just a fucking tool. Yeah. So he's a Chad. Yeah, for sure. He's a Chad. Chats no offense chats. to the chads out there, but but you this- like this guy too, huh? You <laughs> sons of bitches. Sorry, <laughs> trying to get her assurance, but she's over it. Letting the waitress know that they're done. He ask he asked her if she br- he asked her if she brought cash. She admits that she uh, did because he reminded her. <laughs> so now we know what the text message is. Yep, that she got. He claims that his brother is coming to town, taking her food so he can uh, pack it for him allowing her to not leave as much of a tip to justify it. Irritated and so over this, she notices his scarf is in the noodles, letting him know. He calls over the waitress, rudely asking if for sparkling water, thinking that she doesn't speak English as he Ugh. reiterates it multiple times. Even though she's nodding the whole time, she gla- <coughs> excuse me. She glances over at Noah. I love this. It's okay. That's been, this scene makes me sick too. <laughs> fair um yeah it's it's interesting though like we do get a cut after this to just meat of like chickens i think yes um and i found that to be super interesting i I love the imagery 
of either it might be it might be duck, but I love the imagery of just the meat in general of how it's chopping and we see it right. hung up on hooks and things like that. And it's interesting because the way that it's hung up on hooks, it's done in a way where it 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 is almost human like like it like right. it, the way it that they're like strewn out. out. Yeah, yeah. Right. So the visuals is very yeah. unsettling a little bit. Very. Absolutely. I don't know why. I was like looking at all like the small <laughs> details in this movie because there's a lot of attention to detail in what they put in the each scene. Oh yes. And I was just like uh, like really focusing like when they eat, like it's very loud. Oh yeah, for sure. If if you have that particular phobia, sorry. for some reason I was like, Oh, how do you uh emphasize the place called unlock? Uh, like up in the yeah, way. that's pretty great. Yeah. That's pretty great. Yeah, unlock restaurant. Yeah, I didn't notice that until right now. Yeah, yeah good, cool. good catch, good catch. They leave out of the restaurant. Chad not holding the door for her. He <laughs> compliments her, thinking that the date was fun, wanting to do do Real it again. Quick. Sometimes I've seen this movie maybe like four or five times now. Like oh, really? I said, I love this movie. This is a Fair. great movie. It's great to watch with friends. So I always like go back to it. I never realized that he kind of just lets the door go and it almost hits her. And oh this yeah. Time when I realized that, I got mad. I was like, wait, <laughs> what? How yeah. did I miss that? Like, what a dick, dude. Yeah. Chats no, Chats. Sorry, and Chats. she like stands there like, what? Like, okay. Yeah, her like, facial expression. You can even hold the fucking door. She's really good at acting. She has so oh, she's great fantastic. mannerisms and stuff. So fantastic. She hesitates as she moves closer toward her to go in for a kiss. She stops him. Uh, letting him know that uh, they aren't compatible, he immediately gets defensive, telling her that she isn't even his type and he was being nice. <laughs> she scoffs. He mocks her laughter, walking away with a golden, good luck finding a guy, you stuck-up bitch. Jeez. Wow, dude. You know what? Good for her, though. She stood her ground. and She's like, yeah, yeah. nah, this ain't working. No. She wasn't nice about it. She just was straightforward about it, and that's exactly what she that's yeah, it. She's badass from the beginning. Yep. Leaving her to walk to the other direction, flabbergasted at the whole experience. Got her walking down a dark alleyway. She looks behind her, noticing someone walking behind her as well. She starts to slightly panic. Arming her keys as weapons between her knuckles, her breathing becomes heavier. She drops her keys before getting into her car. She fumbles to get them, looking back up at the man to reveal that he's walking with his newborn child in his arms. She relaxes. Hmm. I would still be scared. I was scared for her. Ah, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. <coughs> and it's like the way it shot in the earth and like that, it definitely seems like it was going that way. Yeah, he was walking really fast. Yeah. I'm like, why are you walking so fast? Yeah, it's like you're carrying a baby. Relax. Yeah, chill out. What are you walking so fast behind me for? Yeah, don't slow down and smile. Yeah. It's weird. Scare me. <laughs> <laughs> Got to Noah and Molly working out in the boxing gym, laughing about the date. Noah not understanding how Molly's always dating people while she ends up alone. She claims that she's okay with that, Molly assuring her that she doesn't need a man or anybody, blaming Disney movies and princesses for that type of mindset. Noah agrees, saying, quote-unquote, fuck Ariel. Shout the fuck out that they got to do say that in a Disney movie. That's true. <laughs> That's great. That's phenomenal. That's great. And I love this conversation back and forth too. Oh yeah, this is awesome. Yeah. Molly piling on it with even more with even more saying, quote, uh, fuck beauty, end quote. Noah adding she's the beast. The Hell instructor yeah. stops the session congratulating the whole group. Noah and Molly have a celebratory high five. Back at her apartment, Noah's getting some work done as she eats some snacks. And dude, she's a graphic designer. So sick. Hell That's yeah. awesome. <coughs> excuse me 
She picks up her phone to look back at the dating app, coming across someone with with their dog as their profile picture um, that DM'd her. She smiles, responding that he has a cute dog, dog asking her for her name. He replies uh, with his name and immediately goes into unsolicited sex talk. She t- uh, she puts her phone down on the table, continuing to work before picking the phone back up, immediately to a dick pic. <laughs> Jesus. Zero to 100 real quick. Oh, my God. From a dog photo to, like, four different text messages to straight dick pic. Like, dude. Oh, you know what? God. This is realistic. Girl yeah. goes through this. Unfortunately. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Like, I'm so sorry that you get unsolicited dick pics. That is not fair. It's not okay. Not okay at all. Like, Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, the, the thing, okay. I haven't been in the dating circle in over 10 years. So like, I don't know how dating works anymore, but I assume because these dating apps, I assume the unsolicited dick pics happen more often than not. So I don't know. I don't know. But can please someone let me know. If you get unsolicited dick <laughs> because of these dating apps, or do you just get them on a daily basis on like Twitter, Instagram, shit like that? Snapchat, Snapchat, Snapchat. That's still a thing. That's still a thing for sure. Damn. So Snapchat too. Then, um, yeah, I'm like so Texas, so yeah. out of tune in how dating works now that I don't know how people are receiving these dick pics, but it's unfortunate that they do. Right. So I'm sorry on. Chivalry's All behalf of men. Dead. I mean, it might. Yeah, like at this point, unless on. it's something you communicated with your partner, these and that's fucking that you appreciate. Sure. Well, yeah, if no, yeah, if, it, if it's yeah, solicited, it's, exactly. That's yeah, where it goes. that's a different story. Yeah, no, like that's a different story. But if you fucking Andrew Tate alpha <laughs> males out there, fucking relax. Chill the fuck out. She checks her fridge for something to eat, but it's all empty. Noah heads to the grocery store, walking down the aisles, coming across some weirdo tasting the milk with his finger. <laughs> Why did he do that? Oh my God. What a weird, <laughs> weird sensation. Oh my God. I didn't notice that he did that. <laughs> Did, did you yeah, look at this guy? Yeah. Why? What are you doing? Yes, I love that they emphasize it on like the cut and the edit. It's like let's get a nice close up. What are you fucking? Pinky man doing? and milk put in his little mouth. It would have been worse if he would have put it back. <laughs> he doesn't put no, it back, but it would have stares at her for very long too. Yeah, he like checked her out. Yeah, it was very uncomfortable. Um, and she <laughs> continues walking, checking on some produce before a man named Steve asks her if she's had some uh, something before. She looks back at him, confirming if he's talking about grapes. He tells her no, sharing that they're cotton candy grapes. He claims that they taste just like them, swearing that he told his older sister and niece that. Them telling him, quote unquote, no way, fuck you. End quote. <laughs> so he's getting the best um, on his uh, way to visit them. She jokes about his niece saying, fuck you. He agrees that f- uh, four-year-olds are crazy. She chuckles. He approaches her, knowing that she doesn't believe him. Open up the bag for her to try one as he takes one as well, not wanting her to leave leave there thinking he's a weirdo. She grabs one, popping it into her mouth, surprised that it actually does taste like cotton candy. Hmm. Hmm. I love that the overhead <coughs> shot of this scene, you see fresh meat. Oh, above yeah. Her, right above her. Like, dude, he's literally grocery shopping. He's yeah. His food. Exactly. That's crazy to think of. Like, that's the concept of the scene. It's like, yes, he's, he's literally grocery shopping. Yes. Yeah. Like, and like, 
and the menu is her. Yes. That's crazy. Wild. It's wild. And it's genius. It's yeah. No, it's genius. Like, like I said, the, the way this a, whole framing yeah. is done here, it's absolutely genius that they met in a grocery store. It's not like a bar or anything quite like that, because he is shopping. Right. Wild. This movie's genius. <laughs> Every intention is very intentional. Very intentional. <laughs> Every intention is very intentional. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Put on a shirt. They <laughs> chuckle as they praise science. Steve asking if she lives around there, joking um, that he lives on aisle six, which is also a great reference um, for him saying I, like he lives in the grocery store because right. he's shopping constantly. You know what? I'm going to go back and see if uh, I see aisle six and see what it is. I don't think you see aisle six. See- you see three. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's <laughs> I don't one of the- see that. Uh, it's, okay. blocked, yeah, it's blocked, but damn it! It's, oh, it's in the frozen it's food. It's in the frozen food okay, section. So where meats are? Yeah, meat could be there. Mm-hmm. Meat could definitely be there. He lives. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna assume mm-hmm. that. I didn't understand like the mean mug that this front clerk lady gave her. Oh yeah, in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if that's she like her job. Maybe, like she hates her job, or she's like. Just like whatever, like just shopping it out, like kind of thing. I don't know. Uh, anyway, he comes up to the produce section to talk to random, um, good-looking people. He claims that to, that to be terrible, apologizing as she agrees with him. He wishes her a good night, walking away, but he turns back to her, wanting to keep going since he already ruined it. Asking Noah for her number, claiming that it uh, it. It is to add to the story about the grapes when he sees his sister and niece. She puts down her basket, adding to, adding to the joke with sarcasm, taking his phone to punch in her number. The mister, the, um, th- what? I don't know why I put it like that. Um, because, whatever, I'm going to skip that part. Uh, they, uh, they awkwardly include that Steve checks his phone for her name, introducing himself as he walks backwards away from her, claiming that he's not going to text her, even though he really wants to. Next day, or a few days later, I couldn't tell, Noah tells Molly as they grab lunch from a food truck, she claims that it is weird, but he was cute and funny, not thinking that people met in real life anymore. Molly jokes that he might be married. Mm. Noah uh, worried at the fact that he hasn't texted yet. That Fair. being the reason why Molly loves dating women, quote, less games, more emotional dependence, end quote. They laugh. She tells Noah um, to just be herself and not play the game. Noah says, quote, unquote, maybe, as asking if, if she would like to come over later. Cut to Noah walking down the street, finally getting a text from Steve. She, she smiles as she reads it. Later that night, she meets him at a bar slash restaurant. He warmly greets her, hugging her as they speak about the place for a bit the bartender paul asks if they um if they know what they want she gives her she, she gives her drink on order wanting extra cherries steve orders the same drink as before they smile and laugh as they reintroduce themselves to each other going over small talk on where they uh, where they're from she shares that she's from east coast while he's from texas this is where my motherfucking theory comes in man he's from texas mm-hmm. he eats people who else eats people from texas Texas motherfucking chainsaw massacre. Uh-huh. The goddamn Sawyer family. So he's part of the Sawyer family. I think he is a line of the Sawyers. That would be kind of crazy. That would be it's fucking nuts. Correlations. Yeah. Oh my god, I would lose my shit if that came out to be true. If it was like, <laughs> it's <laughs> <sequel>. right. That's <laughs> right. It's motherfucking Texas chainsaw massacre. Like that would be crazy. Holy shit! But obviously, I don't think it's true. There's a lot of plot holes to deny that. But still. 
That'd be crazy. That'd, that'd be cool. That would be that would be pretty wild. That was a that was a fucked up weird family that was oddly a lot bigger than you expected to be. But <laughs> yep, yeah, I mean he could be. Could be. Just saying. Just saying. She wonders what brought him there. He answers that his second residency, um, because he's a doctor, which he is. He is. <laughs> and he does have a second residency. she's impressed as he continues sharing his profession on being a reconstructive surgeon she confirms if he means plastic surgery he agrees they both go down to uh, the list of what plastic surgery consists of Noah's slightly uh, more sarcastic about it Steve brings up that he he does get to help someone who actually needs it sharing a brief story about a kid who was burned she apologizes for her sarcasm he laughs about that being okay (coughs) excuse me Paul gives uh, gives them their drinks and a mountain of cherries to checking if that's enough. She's in awe. Nodding at them all, they cheers each other before taking a drink. He goes in a bit deeper, asking about her family. She reveals that she pretty much d- doesn't have anyone. No siblings, dead dad, and she doesn't talk to her mom anymore. Fucking hell. This dude was like hook, line, sinker. Yep. In this moment. And that broke my heart. Seeing this again. <laughs> Like seeing yeah. this in retrospect, this is my second right. time watching this. But seeing this in retrospect, like you, you know why he's asking all these questions, right? It's like, do you check every box in my list? Yeah, you do. Perfect. Yeah, let's move on. And it, it and it helps him a little bit more, where he's just like, and I actually like you. Yeah, which is like, oh, it's even weirder, but yeah, yeah. Ugh. he's playing with his food, like literally. Ugh. God damn it. He apologizes. She asks about his family. He shares that his dad lives in Texas, but his mom passed away. She apologizes, bringing morbid light to the situation that they at least have something in common. Quote, unquote, dead parents. They cheers to that. <laughs> Cue the romantic music as she questions if he has any social media accounts. He, he doesn't have anything as she jokes about not being able to stalk him. Man, there's a stalker show currently on Netflix right now. I haven't watched it. I'm, I'm like really nervous to turn it on. Like it's it's a documentary about like actual stalkers. I'm yeah, that's I'm, scary. It's that's scary. That's yeah, scary. It's, it's crazy how much information is about you on the internet. Yes, it's so. And it's like our fine. fault though. <laughs> like it's you're like, not wrong. No, like, I was gonna say like it's our fault that all that information's out there. But like, Damn. yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Don't stalk us. Don't search us. Please don't. Google. Yeah, don't don't do that. Um. Yeah. Don't do that. They both continue smiling and staring at each other. She wonders why she, uh, he's staring. He claims that she has a nice smile and then asks her to play a game with him, wanting her to tell him something that she doesn't want to know or that she doesn't want him to know. She shares that she hates dating, literally everything about it and all of its awkwardness that it brings. He agrees as she continues that people who believe in true love are idiots, thinking that it isn't meant for, uh, meant for her since she's been alone for so long. Hmm. They head out of the bar. She says, fuck it. And they start making out. Good for her. Yeah. You know, like she's taking, taking life by the good old balls, I guess. <laughs> As the saying goes. <laughs> How the saying goes? <laughs> I think so. I don't know. Like I said, I'm out of touch. Grab the bull by its horns? Uh, good. Just riding life. Just riding life. <laughs> riding lightning. Kicking, kicking life in the dick. Wait, what? Now off to her place, bursting through the uh, the door as they continue to make out. He stops. She doesn't understand why. Steve thinks that it might be too much too fast. I think this is genuine. I think this is genuine right here. I think, I think he's he, trying to create boundaries between yes. him and her to like for himself. Food. 
Right. Not something more. Right. Exactly. And he, he couldn't resist it. Yeah. So I think this is a genuine pull away where he's because just like, he uh, talks about, or we'll talk about it later, but yeah. No, I, I, I do believe this is him just like, oh, whoa, hey, I'm not supposed to be doing this. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, I, I shouldn't be doing this right now. Right. Noah's surprise, never hearing a guy say that before, moving around her place to tidy up a bit, offering him something to eat or drink. He tells her no. He only wants her. She drops her shit and they go back at it again. Make it to her bed this time, though. Good for them. Next morning, she lies next to him, grabbing her phone. She sneaks a picture of him while he sleeps. Mm, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little weird. Placing her phone back on the nightstand. I mean, it's nothing compared to the shit that right, he did. Right. Well, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> like, that's wakes. acceptable now. <laughs> Gets in his arm as he wakes up. <laughs> they smile and greet each other. She offers him some coffee, joking about his morning breath. He worries. If, I mean, this dude did like exhale, like, <sighs> like all up in her shit. That was like a wild exhale. <laughs> but he uh he worries if it's that bad joking that uh, that he's not going to let it, um let go of her hand as she tries to get out of the bed Noah takes a shower the camera focused in like an absolute genius way here as well like really focusing on the close-ups of her skin mm-hmm. around her neck her hands like it, it really is focusing on her and I I think that yeah, like they, it accentuates the muscle, the skin, the right. texture. Even like it, it's great. You know, like the texture of it's her like hair. It's like a meal being prepared in the way. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like it's prepping, right? Yeah. Like, it, it, and it's it's well, crazy to think of it this way. But like, he does a weird thing too. God. When he gets up, he looks at himself in the mirror in a very like devilish way. It's yeah, like, like a sinister way. Like yeah. I got you. Yes. Yeah. And I also think for him as well, he's just like, fuck, I'm getting too close. Yeah. At the same time. Um, I mean, we saw, we kind of couldn't assume what happened when he got close last time with someone, but mm. yeah. He worries if that, um, oh, excuse me. Skip that part. Uh, she calls Molly to tell her that they'd had sex. She yells for her to get that D. Her coworker <laughs> is staring at her. She turns around as Noah continues at her third dr- um, after the third drink, she was just like, fuck it. Molly asked uh, for her Instagram, wanting to stalk him. Noah reveals that he doesn't have one. Molly considered that to be a huge red flag. I mean, it's weird. Yeah. It, like, I wouldn't say it's a red flag, but like, it is weird that it, you meet someone who doesn't have a social media and you're just like, hmm. there's no social media presence at all. Yeah. Like, even like no LinkedIn. Not, yeah, like, nothing. nothing. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see that to be a, a bit odd, for sure. I don't know a single person who doesn't have something. Right. Like, I know, like, everyone I know has at least something. Maybe not everything. Because I don't, I don't, I have an Instagram, but I don't go on it. It's actually deactivated. Right. But I hear people can still tag me and stuff, and people can still see my profile. Oh. That's what I hear. Like, I know some people have... Um, texted me and said that like, like oh no, I I tagged you in a post. I'm like, I don't. Well, I didn't see it obviously. Like, cool. Yeah, because like I <laughs> Monkey Paw me. for example, they tagged me. Oh in, hell yeah! Yeah, in a post, and I didn't know. I found out from my friends who texted me. It's like Monkey Post, Monkey Paw posted you on Instagram. I'm like, what? They're like, yeah, they <laughs> tagged like, you. Hell yeah! I'm like, oh sick! Holy shit! So, yeah, I haven't been on there. I'm assuming you're on there right now. What, what was what, yeah. what's my last photo? 
for what year? Uh, I don't even know. I, uh, probably. Oh, okay. Like what? 2020? 2020. 2020? Yeah. There you go. No jokes. Um, for I think that's a picture you took, though. I think <laughs> yeah. it was the last one. Yeah. I was about to say, it's like, yeah, that was a long time ago. Two years ago. Damn. Yeah. yeah. That, that kid is a lot bigger now. Uh, Noah jokes for her to stop um, raining on her sex parade, mm. then ask if she remembers Paul. Molly doesn't um, right away until she mentions that he was their bartender. She remembers him, not knowing why they stopped hooking up, remembering him being a good guy and good kisser. Noah reminds her that uh, she can't be tamed, Molly agreeing, but needing to get back to work. They say their goodbyes and I love yous before hanging up. Then we cut to Noah and Steve eating together. The emphasis on Steve's mouth here as well is like quite incredible. Like he's chewing and you can hear it and it's in slow motion and it's, oh my gosh. Um, she offers him some, some sort of her, she offers him some of her short ribs. He claims that, um, <laughs> that they look really good and letting her know that he doesn't eat animals. Oh fuck. That's crazy. Holy shit. Dude, and he's not saying the untrue facts, I guess, but yeah. I mean, some people would consider us animals, I guess, right? We're mammals. Yeah. 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 Animals at one point in our ancestry. <laughs> she's, slight, she's slightly surprised, but he doesn't want to make a big deal out of it, wanting her to continue eating her food. But she can't. Not able to finish, uh, finish them and super bummed about it. Even going to, as far as washing her hands. Oh, that would be a little bit too far for me. I would eat my ribs. Uh, he oh, wonders yeah. if, she's t- if she's told anyone about him. She chuckles that she has told her friend Molly. He asks, um, what did she say about him? She shares that she met a cool guy and that um, she might kind of like him. Hmm. Cute. Very adorable. <laughs> Cute. He wants, them, uh, he wants to know more about her. She sits next to him, sharing that they met seven years ago. They worked together for a bit, thinking that they would uh, both get along. <coughs> Excuse me. She comments that she's full, Steve wanting to dance. He gets up, pulling her um, off the couch, turning on, turning up the music. She starts to awkwardly dance before uh, really getting into it. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. For re- uh, before really getting into it with him, having fun as they make their, make their moves. He pulls out his phone, taking a picture of her, commenting that he had to. <laughs> she jokes for him to delete, delete it, but he doesn't want to. He sits down in her chair, suggesting that they should go go away somewhere. She nervously thinks about it for, for a moment, but says, fuck it. Sitting on his lap, wondering where they should go. He suggests some more fun, possibly allowing it to be a surprise. She whispers, fuck it again, and starts kissing him for the seal of the agreement. She calls Molly to let her know that, they're go- that she's going away with Steve for the weekend. Molly is caught off guard, asking where they are going. Noah claims that it's a surprise. Molly not liking the idea, but Noah is just going with it, utilizing Molly's fuck it attitude. Molly um, calls her digmatized, and she still <laughs> hasn't seen Steve. Noah for- uh, forgot that she didn't send a picture of him, excitedly sending it to her now. She claims that he looks cute, but uh, she can barely tell. Noah ag- um, argues that he's really cute offering to text her once they get get there molly agrees putting a front to say that she's still that she's excited for her the worry's still filling her voice noah excitedly hangs up uh their call together and then steve picks up noah suggesting that they leave in the morning because traffic is a nightmare wanting to stay at his place and then um deciding to leave in the morning she agrees with that idea, kissing him as, as he leads her into the passenger seat, claiming that he's excited before closing her door. They are driving down a secluded highway. She, she's quiet as she stares out, out the window. He asks, 
um, he asks her how how she is doing. She shares that she's okay. He chuckles that he's he's just going to tell her uh, the surprise. Um, that they are going to Cottage Grove. She claims that she's always wanted to go and that she hates surprises anyway and glad that he told her. She does not look excited about that, though. Yeah. Like, and I, at this point, I'm wondering, like, does she think something's kind of off? Like, it could be. I mean, a little bit of the worries. And it's something that's moving very fast, very quickly, especially yeah. within their relationship. They're not that close to each other yet. Right. But at the same time, she feels very comfortable with him because he's so... Uh, charismatic. He's and so charming. Charming, right? The whole dance sequence is very like, oh, that's some really cute couple stuff, right? And it, it, it works well. They bounce off each other very well. You can believe they have the chemistry. good chemistry. Yeah, yeah. The chemistry is there. The on-screen presence of them having a relationship is I believe very that believable. Yeah, I can believe that. And that's something they both have really good uh, acting skills of towards, and then something that's very compatible with them being on screen together, right? I was very happy that Sebastian Stan got to do Dude, something Sebastian Stan's crazy away good. from Marvel. Um, yeah, that's fair. Uh, because, like, uh, granted, like, I'm sure they have fun on, on, like, Marvel sets and shit. But, like, he looks like he's genuinely having fun here. Like, he looks like he's having so much fun right. filming this movie. And that's great. It was cool to see him, like, you know, be able to let his hair down a little bit and be something that he normally doesn't get to be, you know, like a cannibal. Right. <laughs> and that's like Pam and Tommy and stuff. So yeah. Interesting. She texts Molly that they're going to, um uh, where they're going, but the message won't send due to spotty service. He admits that they will uh, get better at his place. She's cool with that. Looking back out of the window, he grabs her face to look at her once more, then both smiling. Hers seemingly forced. Hmm. Fate to them finally pulling up to his house, it now being nighttime. How long the fucking drive? Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus. He opens the trunk, taking out her bag, commenting about the air. Noah's in awe at the, at the place. Um, they head inside. She jokes that she's kind of disappointed. <laughs> she looks around a bit as he uh, makes them both drinks. She smells a candle. He explains that his sister got, got him that. He grabs more things for, um, for their drinking concoction on a tray. Oh, my God. The making of the drink would have scared the shit out of me. Right. I'm like, nah, dude, you just got, like, water. Well, you know, I don't want to drink tonight, but hey, she asks if he has Wi-Fi because she still has no service. He comments that they must have gone um, gone out again, adding that he's making his own version of an old fashioned with a twist. Um, willing to add cherries into it, she comments on that being thoughtful. And this is actually wild that he even includes this. He's saying that like, oh, I'm going to make you an old fashioned with a twist. So it's to kind of prepare her that it's going to taste a little different. Right. And I'm just like, ugh, he's so good at what hell. he does. Yeah, like Jesus, they that's the thing he's done this so many times. It's like so flawless for him. Right, absolutely. She looks at an abstract painting on the wall, moving in to uh, get a closer look, finding a piece that looks almost like a human molar sticking out. She's about to touch it, but Steve calls out. <coughs> excuse me, Steve calls out. Cheers as he hands her her drink. Mm-hmm. She takes a sip. Commenting on that being really good, asking if she notices any interesting flavors in there. She takes another sip, thinking peach. Tells her no, but she, uh, but that she's close. She takes another sip and sits down on the couch. She sits down, making another guess. Frappercot. Still no. As they chuckle and he comments that she's so close. Her vision begins to blur. She throws another guess for nectarine. 
He exclaims that she got it. She comments that um, his house is intimidating. Him with fancy cocktails and she's more pancakes out of a bag type of gal. He suggests that he's um, he suggests that's what he likes about her. No pretending. She smirks as he as her vision becomes more droopy, feeling that something is up. He claims that the house of Cottage Grove has a hot tub. Um, his voice trails. She puts the drink down, asking him to repeat what he just said. She puts her head down. He calls out to her to look at him, questioning as why she's sitting so far away, asking for her to come closer. She breathes deeply and tries to get up, falling immediately to the ground. He clicks his tongue, getting up to pour himself yet another drink. Then, title card. <laughs> 33 minutes into this fucking movie. You know what's also really genius about this? You know, you, you commented about, before we got started, you commented about the runtime of this movie being an hour and uh, 54 minutes. Yes. Right. It's genius here because uh, 33 minutes of the movie technically is just the setup in a different movie. Right. right? It's a I mean, different it, movie it's a, altogether. It's a full, like, first act for sure. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. It, it definitely like that, is. Stuff but, like that, but no one expected the Exactly. Turn. But here's, here's the cooker right here. How much time is left? Hour 20. Hour 20. That's a standard runtime of a horror film. Yeah. And then now it goes full horror. After this, we have our backstory. We have our characters. We're invested in this character now. We like her. We want her to succeed. Yeah, it it sets up everything. Yeah, but the fact that like it sets up perfectly and then starts off to be uh, just a strictly a horror film, right? For the next ninety minutes is insane to me. It's really incredible because, like you said, amazing that's the runtime of uh, an entire horror film. Is that sometimes we lack character development or Mm -hmm. the audience really connecting with characters before Mm -hmm. going into like the horror aspect of like oh i feel bad that you're in this because i feel for you yeah i have empathy towards you because i learned about your character yeah we know about your friends we know about your family we know about your dating life Mm -hmm. the mistrials of your dating life um everything yeah uh you you like to fight you like to defend yourself you're really good at it i didn't bring it up but uh when the guy is walking behind her in that alleyway you can see how she grips the key and the key puts her knuckles yeah Mm -hmm. it's it's all these small details of learning how this person functions and Mm -hmm. how she acts and how silly she can be so like charismatic herself where it's like cool we have a fully developed character and now the movie starts yeah absolutely yeah, this like, is what TV shows get right. Exactly in a movie form. Yeah, and, and so it's it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. Like I applaud how this worked. Yeah. Like, like God damn it! Oh my gosh! Steve gets through, uh, goes through her things, and drags her through the house down into the basement. Cut to Noah waking up on um on a bed. She gets up, greeting Steve. He asks um he asks her how she slept. She claims that she slept good, wondering what happened. He reveals that he drugged her. She chuckles, thinking that it was a joke. She um, she then sees that she's chained up to the ground, wondering what's going on. He lets her know that um, that he's going to tell her, but she's probably going to freak out, knowing that she fucked up. She asks for Steve to take off the chain. He repeats that he can't do that. She more sternly requests for him to take it off. He sternly answers back that he can't do that. She begins to sob as she repeats no over and over and that this isn't happening. He calmly tells her, yes, this is happening. 
She cries that this is a joke. He gets up and she immediately crawls to the wall, telling him not to approach her. He tells her that he's going to stay right where he is as she begins to sob and cry even harder. She questions if he's going to rape her. He claims that he's, go- that he's not going to do that because he likes her. Now, this was gross only because like when he says, like, oh, I'm not going to do that because I like you. So you mean to tell me you did do this? Right, yeah. Like, granted, like, what you're doing right now fucking sucks. And, like, you, like, Jesus Christ. But, like, damn. You have taken it there before? Mm. Okay. Wanting her to listen to him very carefully. She begins to hyperventilate. He asks for her, um, he asks if she's, um, if she's listening. He screams her name. She stops and stares at him in fear, willing to tell her now revealing that he's going to sell her meat, explaining that people pay him a lot of money for it and her hair, it being a thing, assuring her that he's not going to kill her right away because the fresher the meat, the better. Quote, unquote. Needing to keep her alive for as long as he can unless she acts up, she begins to hyperventilate again as he continues to explain her situation, claiming to take her um, take care of her Cook and cooking for her, telling her that as long as she doesn't act up, she won't be killed, trying to lighten her situation about the room not being so bad. She runs up to him and screams as, as she tries to attack him. He grabs her and drops her to the ground, shushing her as he covers her mouth, telling her to stop being dramatic. Noah cl- um, calms down to a sob. He drops her, leaving her in the room to sob alone. Fucking Dude, this scene is so intense. Oh my god. And you can feel her panic. Yes. And like, what was your reaction the first time when he said, I'm going to sell your meat? Like, my jaw dropped to the fucking floor. <laughs> it, it's it's the unsettling part about this scene is that he's so nonchalant about it. When he describes yeah. everything, he's like, hey, it's okay. Don't worry about it. I'm not going to kill you. Right away. (laughs) I'm going to sell your meat. And it's better fresh, so that's why you're staying alive and people pay good money for this. It's like he's explained this like he's explained it before because he has. But it's like his way of just like, hey, don't worry about it. Like this normal. I mean, for me, it's not for you, but you know. (laughs) Like it's one of those like weird conversations. That's what makes it very unsettling. It's like, oh, you're tied up? Don't worry. I've been through this. (laughs) You haven't. But let me tell you how normal this is. I'll explain like, it. As long as you don't, uh, you know, go crazy on me, I won't kill you right away. Oh, my God. It, it's unsettling how comfortable he is with the subject matter. Yeah. And what he's actually doing and what his actions are. And, damn, her, like I said, her acting is phenomenal in this. Yeah. It, it was cool to see her try to get him, too. And I was like, damn, all right, you're a fighter. Yeah, she, yeah, she actually was just like, I'm, I'm going to go out swinging. Yeah. Yeah. Cut to Molly inside of a locker room, calling Noah, wondering um, where she is, wanting her to call or text her when she can, wanting to know where Steve took her. She receives a text message revealing that they um, that they went to Cottage Grove and that she doesn't have much service there. Also, sending a picture of a waterfall, believing that she's uh, uh, she's made too much of a deal out of it, putting her phone back into the locker. Back to Noah screaming for help and crying for someone to help her. Another woman named Penny is on the other side of the wall, letting her know that Steve isn't there. Noah runs up to the wall asking for her help, Penny revealing that she can't because she's in the same boat as she is, asking for her name. 
Noah gives Penny her name. Penny introduces herself and how Steve got her. She questions on how long Penny has been there. Penny claims that she lost track, not even sure what day it is. Noah cries that people have to be looking for her. Penny frustratedly chuckles that she doesn't have much family. Noah adding that she doesn't either. God damn. She sits down on the ground, continuing to cry, asking if there is there are others. Penny um, lets her know that there is one other. She yells out to Melissa. Melissa begins to sing in the distance, Penny chuckling that she um, has lost her mind, but she understands. Noah comments that they have um, they have to get out of there. I'm assuming she died because, like, they didn't go back for her. <laughs> Towards the end? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I think. I'm assuming she died. Assumption of it, yeah. Yeah. Back with Molly at work, listening to music and deciding to look up Steve's surgery practice. She, uh, but she's not able to find anything. Tes- t- texting Noah to see how it's going, wanting her to send more photos. Noah messages back that she has, she's, um, oh, I wrote that wrong. I'll repeat what I said. Noah messages back that she's having a good time, but needs a tech break and uh, is going to shut her phone off. Suspicious, but. Molly agrees and tells her that she loves her. Noah responding with a heart emoji. Now knowing that this is bullshit, she drags the image into Google, finding the photo on a homepage. Homepage, excuse me, messaging her, uh, messaging her back to call her, telling her that it's an emergency. I think I would have been even more suspicious. Like she's not texting me right now. Like this isn't her texting. Like I, we don't text like this. Right. I mean, it's kind of funny because, like, right before her coworkers like carrying like, a yeah, mannequin. the mannequin with so the head falling like, off. Yeah, it's like another like symbolic of like what's happening to her. She's being like, literally mutilated and yeah. kidnapped. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's super interesting. Also, what she's like looking at, like the very close like skin, yeah, like wounds and things like that as well, but. Super intriguing. It just shows uh, five best plastic surgeons. Yeah, looks like she it's was, around the she was trying area. to. Oh God. Yeah, yeah. It's supposed to be based in Portland, Oregon. I guess where I'm going next week. I know. I remember you telling me. Uh, fantastic. I forgot you said that you weren't going to be here. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> That's gonna be fun though. It's gonna yeah, be real fun. I hope so. Um, as long as I don't get, get kidnapped and eaten alive, should be fine. I remember he only does it to women, unfortunately. Maybe there's a woman out there doing it. Yeah, you never know. Never know. Or a man. I mean, hey, hostile part two. That was a thing. Oh. Yep. Definitely. (laughs) Kids be kids in that one. Uh, Yep. Yep. (laughs) Noah continues to sit in the fetal position. Um... Hearing muffled music upstairs, Steve slides into the kitchen, pulling out a human thigh, dancing as he washes his hands and shit, placing Melissa's photo next to the thigh, cutting off a piece and tenderizing it, sealing it up as he continues dancing around, throwing the orders back into a box along with Melissa's personal belongings into the back, placing the orders um, to the front door, checking checking, um, his phone before sitting back on the counter. And this is the moment, like, how they're doing this so nonchalant right now. This is the moment where I was just like, oh, fuck. Like, the way you see it and everything is like, it's not gruesome because, like, all the blood is drained, but it's so gruesome because, like, there's a fucking human leg there. That that's the unsettling part. It's like it's so graphic, but at the same time, that's not what your attention is to because he's so he's so charismatic, right? And dancing and singing, and it's like, 
oh, I hate that this is okay right now. Yeah, like, I hate that he's having fun. Right. And I'm having fun watching him have fun. But he's a murderer <laughs> right. and has a leg on his table. And he's about to fillet it. Yeah. And seal it in a fucking vacuum-sealed bag so someone can throw it in their sous vide later. Oh, my God. Crazy. <laughs> someone comes to pick up the boxes and place them into the back of a van, uh, fading to a person opening up the box. Noah sits in front of um in front of her pasta, cake, and fries. Steve coming into the room, asking how she is. She moves the food away from her. He understands that she's still angry, wanting to at least try the cake. Mm. He's about to leave. She speaks up um, that she needs a shower. He opens the door back up, questioning if she wants to take take one alone. She doesn't laugh. He lets her know that it was a dumb joke, just trying to get her to laugh, wanting her to give him one smile. She forces a smile on her face. He chuckles. She wonders if that's a yes. He agrees, unlocking her cuff, wanting her to loosen up, understanding that things are different, but he claims that it's still him. Mm. Mm -hmm. The same person that she met in the bar that night, reminding her that she asked for no games and projections. He picks her up, taking her to the door, grabbing her face, sternly asking her um, if she's going to be good. She nods her head as she walks her down the hall. She glances around the hallway as they approach the door. Ascending the stairs, Steve glares at her before opening the door. As the store crescendos, Noah continues trying to take as much in- into her memory as possible of the location she's in. Spotting a speck of blood on the exposed brick, she grunts and elbows him. <laughs> he grabs her, calling her a bad girl before hitting her head on the, on the beam, knocking her out. It was a brutal hit, too. It was. Fate deceive performing his surgery on Noah as he sings. Oh, my God. She begins to fucking wake up, slurring that she can't move. He knows, responding that he gave her an epidural so she won't feel much. She questions him. He leans in to let her know that he's taking her ass. Well, fuck. It's crazy because she hasn't been... (laughs) in this situation that long. Right. And it's already like, nope, there's consequences for your actions. And that's the thing that like elevates the tension of this movie too. It's like, oh, they're going there. Mm -hmm. She's not just being like someone who's trapped and trying to survive. We're going to have her suffer through some of the consequences of her actions by having her try to escape. Right. Almost immediately. Exactly. Damn, these commercials like, last forever huh <laughs> jesus oh, the hulu free trial baby no, no well hulu paid the, ad the ad supported yeah. one yeah do i want to pay four dollars more a month no fair super fair i learned about this forensic uh show or something <laughs> <laughs> keeper of the ashes shout out to hulu with keeper of the ashes there you go i have to skip ahead <laughs> <laughs> she cries no he excitedly responds with a yes as he continues that she lost his trust now um there being consequences he sings in her face as he continues she pleads for him to stop he reminds her that he's a doctor and that he's that and that it's going to be okay as she as he puts her butt meat into a dish damn Meanwhile, Molly comes to visit Paul at the bar. She greets him. He's a bit taken back that he's seeing her again. Knowing that she's, uh, she really is trying to dig up some information on Steve, he admits that he can't give her his information. She pleads for him since he's the only connection that she has right now. He suggests for her to go to the cops. She mocks that situation, sarcastically explaining the scenario uh, to him. He doesn't understand why not, joking that she's white. <laughs> <laughs> 
um, he gets he gets why she is doing this, but not wanting to compromise his job. Molly knows that she wouldn't just disappear like this, willing to tell him when they were uh, when they were there. And that Noah mentioned that he was their bartender, thinking that he must have used a credit card, willing to take just his last name. She pouts her lip. He tells her not to do that. She tells him uh, to just think about it. He agrees. She extends her hand for them to shake on it, wondering if he remembers their handshake. He does. Um, they do their handshake. She grabs his her, uh, her things, complimenting him as he believes uh, that his beard is what changed. All about them beers, man. Hell no yeah. shave November, baby. <laughs> Back to uh, Noah eating her meal as Melissa sings in the distance. Penny calls uh, calls out to her, asking about her ass. <laughs> How's her ass? <laughs> she she answers that it's still going and the pain meds are helping her, um, at least. Penny sarcastically comments that he's <laughs> so sweet. Noah um, only having the urge to hurt him. Penny agreeing that that's all she thinks about. Noah whispers that she can't believe she slept with him. Penny is surprised by this, admitting that she or none of the other girls ever slept with him. Right. She claims that this is a compliment as Noah believes that she is stupid. Penny exclaiming that this isn't her fault, sobbing that it's always their provokers. Fuck, that broke my heart, dude. Yeah. Jesus, when she started sobbing, she was like, it's, it never is our fault. I'm like fucking hell. It's a tough line, but it's an uh, important one. It is, yeah, very much so. Molly is at work um, when she receives a message from Paul revealing Steve's full name as Brendan Steve Kemp. Later that night, she stays at work to search for more information regarding him, finding his wife's and Facebook page, spotting an image for, uh, with him and their two kids on the page. He can. She continues uh, searching, finding that they are just recently purchased a home, finding the house on a realtor website um, that is in Portland, Oregon. Cut to Noah trying her best to use the bathroom, her wounds still bleeding. She's uh, startled by Penny screaming as Steve carries her out of the basement, yelling for her, uh, for her to uh, get the fuck off of her. Noah drops down to see if she can get a clearer look. Penny continues screaming, metallic crashes coming uh, from wherever they are. What do you think he did? What do you think he took? Because I, I was know. trying to think, like, did he take her, was leg, her leg then? That then. Yeah, that, that's what I thought. But she also had a head wrap on. So, like, maybe it was, like... An ear? Maybe. Oh, man. Hard to tell. Invest and investigator Molly stakes out his house and pulling up with um, to the house with their children. She texts Paul about him um, having... Having a whole other family, he wonders what uh, what she is going to do. She ponders for a moment, sighing. Noah is reading a magazine as Steve comes into the room, handing a drink with extra cherries, commenting that she's earned it. Sitting down across from her, sighing that he's so tired as he takes his um, hospital hat off, sharing as they um, as to why um, while Noah lies um, that lies there, not giving a shit. He switches to a question question. He switches to question her about her meds. She doesn't answer him. He asks if, if she's still in denial, letting her know that it's going to take a little time, but she will learn to accept that things won't turn out the way they intended. People all die, but it depends on how they decide to go out. What the fuck? I look, it's crazy because he's so nonchalant about it. It's, like, it's, it's scary. Just like easy. Yeah. And that's the, the Sebastian Stan's like performance really coming through the screen. And you're just like, damn, you're fucking crazy. But like, why do I like you for some reason? Yeah. And it's, it's one of those things where like you feel contradicted, like, damn. 
Yeah, you're like, I shouldn't like this fucking guy. No, he's <laughs> terrible. Yeah. And it's crazy because he's in that room. It's like after like a long day of work, he's like, I'm here to like decompress with you. And that's where like he's not setting the boundaries between him and her and how he's building that relationship of like trust. It's like, right. yeah, it's like after a long day, it's like, oh, I'm so tired. Why are you spending it with me, your food? And that's where it's like it builds that relationship too. Right. She asks him why he slept with her. Clicking his tongue, he reminds her that he likes her, claiming that it was a mistake. He gets up, walking toward the door, instructing her to rest because fear and stress isn't good for the meat. Mm. Damn. <laughs> so like a couple Japanese practices there, it seems like. Right. Mm. Um, he closes her door, locking it behind him. For those who don't get that reference, it's because of Wagyu beef. Supposedly, they are very kind to cows before slaughtering them. Like, they massage them and they feed them very, very decadent grasses. <laughs> but, yeah. She continues looking at the magazine, noticing a message on the pages. It reads, quote, if you're reading this, it means he likes you. Use it. Keep fucking fighting. Sending strength. End Aww. quote. Sammy Akbari. I love it. Damn. People empowerment. Hell yeah. Yeah, fighting from beyond the grave. Fuck like, yeah. that's crazy. God damn. Reminded me of the black phone. A little bit, yeah. It's like yeah. every little bit helps. Yeah. She calls for Penny, banging on the wall for her to answer her. She doesn't respond as Noah continues banging and calling for her until she weakly asks Noah what she wants. Relieved that Penny is okay, Noah sits back down. Penny cries that she's done. Noah telling her that she isn't. Penny continues crying that she doesn't even know who she is anymore, hoping that Steve chokes. Flashes of him working as Penny continues wishing he uh, gets a tapeworm that eats him away slowly, and his weirdo friends will shit and puke out of their eyes. One of Steve's clients opens up Melissa's box, sniffing her undergarments and taking out her flesh. Noah jokes that she's a sweetheart, wanting her to stay strong. Cuts to Paul at the bar. His phone buzzes. Molly sends him her location just in case anything goes down. Molly goes up to Steve's house, ring the doorbell, and yells through the ring camera that she she's not interested in whatever she's selling. Molly answers that she isn't selling anything, introducing herself, and questions if she knows her. Molly responds that she doesn't, but she's looking for her friend Noah, hoping that she could help her, thinking that her husband might know her. And that it only will take a minute. Anne opens the door, asking her if she if asking her that she knows how strange that sounds. Molly understands how it sounds, admitting that Noah has been possibly seeing Steve. Anne doesn't understand. Back with Noah, Steve opening up her room all dressed up. They greet each other. He asks if she needs anything. She claims that she doesn't. He's about to leave out. She wonders what human flesh, flesh tastes like. He's surprised. Answering that it depends where it comes from and how it's prepared. But if it's done right, it's fucking exquisite, quote unquote, like nothing she's ever had before. She nods as she looks up. Um, she nods as she looks up at him, standing next to her. He questions if that's it. She doesn't answer him. He leaves out of the room, closing her door behind him. She looks at herself in the mirror. Damn. Lots to unpack here. So he's getting ready to leave, yeah. getting ready to head home, right? I mean, this is this is one of those scenes where it's like, okay, cool. We're starting to see her now fight back, right? right. We're starting to see her plan um, unfold and things like that to get the fuck out of there, to be able to get to get out of this situation, right? And uh, I like it. I, I like how she's like just like trying to find common ground with him 
as if it's an actual relationship. Yeah. Right? Like, it's fucking genius. It, it's crazy because she's a mastermind in her own way. And I love that they're really good at, like, um, it's a great versus, for sure. Yeah, like it's a like spy versus outsmart, spy. Yeah, who can outsmart each other and stuff like that, too. So she plays her own game, and it's fucking phenomenal, too. Yeah. And I love the side story of, like, her friend, like, trying to find her and stuff like that, too. Oh, like, that's great. Damn, that's awesome to have, like, a friend like that, too. Yeah. And I, and I think that's something that's very important about, like, the, the friendship part. in this, too. And being there for each other. And mm-hmm. I, it was just funny because when they were talking, I was like, oh, here, let me send you my location just in case. Right. I was looking at my find my, and I was like, oh, man, I share my location with 15 friends. Oh, yeah, that's, that's important. And that's I think important. Especially for females, too. And I have a lot of female friends where it's like, hey, I'm going on a date with this strange guy. Can I share my location with you just in case? I'm like, absolutely. Why are they going on a date with a strange guy? Like a stranger, you know. Oh, like, oh just like, a stranger. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Like you know, it could be like the first day. Got it, got it. I see. I see what you mean. Okay, when, I misunderstood. We're bringing about like uh, social media or like also like um, dating apps and stuff like that. Sure. Like, you never know who you're really meeting, right? Yeah, and that's we that's why that's why I'm, I'm genuinely like, curious how dating works now. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's different for sure. Um, it depends if people are using those apps too. Sure. Because anyone could be really behind that screen. It could be a fake could be profile. Anybody, yeah. It could be literally anyone. Yeah, like that show Catfish. Oh, I don't even know that people met people in real life anymore. Right. That's the new society that we live in. Yeah. Me, preferably, I don't like using dating apps. Like if I'm dating someone, it's usually like mutuals or whatever. Like someone introduces me to them. Like the real life stuff is a lot better in my opinion. But I had a friend who's uh, engaged with his girlfriend right now who they've been dating for, I think, seven to eight years. And they met on Tinder. That's awesome. And that's like I love hearing cool. stories like that. You know, yeah, it's like, like it's, you it's, see those e harmony commercials, and you're just like, oh, bro, my love, my right. life. There, there's there's a, years. a person I used to live with, and I won't say any names, but like they met on Facebook dating. Face, Facebook yeah. dating? I didn't even know that was a real yeah, thing. I'm pretty sure he's gonna pop the question soon too. And I was like, that's a thing too. Good for them. Yeah. I didn't, I, I've never heard of Facebook dating. That, I yeah, it's crazy. There's a lot of stuff. Interesting. I, well, I weird apps. The only too. ones I know was Bumble. Uh, Tinder. Tinder and Grinder. Grinder. That's it. There's a new one called Field. Field. F-E-E-L-D. Okay. E L D. F E L L D. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So two L's. Like like uh, you're feeling no, someone. Uh, I think it's F E E L D. Okay, that makes more more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like feeling more open of what you're looking for. It doesn't have to be a relationship or. Oh. Friends with so it's like a hookup app. Yeah, but it could be more so like that. It could be for people who are very open with what they are intentionally. All right, I'm for. curious about this. <laughs> we'll do that. Lot, for we'll, let's talk about Minari. <laughs> yeah, I'm very curious about this. Yeah. We will be looking up these dating apps because I'm <laughs> we'll, very we'll rank curious. Them yes, our- <laughs> yes, we'll rank our favorites. I will not be, but I'm very curious. Uh, but anyway, yeah. meanwhile, Molly is inside Anne's home and demanding her kids to go into their playroom. She comes in the room telling Molly that she isn't that she isn't positive on that being her husband, not being able to really see his face, including that she saw him this morning before he uh, went to work. She gets excuse me. She gets Molly a glass of water sitting across from her, thinking that this is crazy and um, that she should go to the police if she's so worried. Molly chuckles, asking if um, if he ever goes out of town for work. And shakes her head as Molly continues that they supposedly went to Cottage Grove a week ago. And she hasn't heard from her since. And doesn't know where know where that is. Molly admitting that she just she's just worried. 
She's about to continue as Steve walks in the door and tells her that she needs to leave, Molly claiming that she's desperate, wondering if he possibly has more information. Admitting that she's not trying to uh, mess anything up for anyone, she's just trying to find her friend. He comes in, um, he comes into the room, greeting his wife, then Molly, wondering what's going on, and claims that um, nothing is going on and that she was just about to leave. Molly questions if he's Steve. He tells her no, and that his name is Brandon. As she... Sh- as he shakes her hand, she asks if he goes by Steve. He claims that he doesn't. He goes by Brandon, asking who she is. She shares her name, asking about Noah and thinking that uh, she's missing. He breathes sharply that he doesn't know her. Mm. He's so good. Playing along, asking his wife. And she's like, oh, no, no, no. Anne doesn't know either. He continues that she, poss- that she possibly has the wrong house. Molly agrees, handing back the glass of water um, as they walk out. Steve questions when the last time she saw her was. Molly finding this to be the perfect opportunity to call Noah's phone. Mm. Her phone rings inside of his pocket. He takes the phone out from his pocket, saying one of the scariest one-liners in horror in the most nonchalant and confident way. Oh, it's you. (laughs) Confirming her name and that she shouldn't have done that as Anne hits her in the back of the head. Fucking hell. And that transition to fuck. that camera flipping back to Paul ah. texting her, asking her what happened. The message not sending. Dude, what a great scene! Great tension, great build up, and uh, it's quick. It's a quick scene. It's like quick you scene, know, yeah. it, it doesn't need to be. It doesn't need to be long no, because it, we know that Molly's already suspicious of this fucking guy. So we don't. We don't need all of that extra tension built into it. This was perfect. Yeah, perfect. That's the nice thing about this movie. Although it has a very long runtime, it doesn't feel it like doesn't it. Doesn't feel like it. Yeah, this movie. That's why I was surprised. Like, like, oh, this movie's a. I because I, I started playing the movie as we're about to start the podcast. I'm like, oh, this movie's a hour fifty three. Yeah, that's crazy. And then I was like, I never felt it though. No. Yeah. Never felt it. I finished this in two days when I was uh, doing, doing the, the notes. notes. Yeah. And usually it takes me a while, but I finished this Friday and Saturday because I was like, this movie's just fucking rules. Yeah, this movie just rules, and I had so much fun pausing it and and really investigating scenes and things like that. Yeah, wow. Still, montage to Steve opening up his trunk, commenting that Noah said that she that they would get along, screaming out "fuck," flipping, flipping, flipping to all these sick fucks about to consume their meat. Steve pulls her out of the trunk. Meanwhile, Noah's getting her misery on as she does push-ups in her cell. Um, Steve opens up the door. She acts as as if she's just on the ground. He wonders why she asked him uh, what it tasted like. She grunts as she sits up, claiming that she was just curious. He questions that, expecting her to believe that. Um, she tells him, <coughs> "Excuse me, <coughs> excuse me." She uh, uh, lost my spot. God damn it! She tells him that he can't believe uh, what he wants. Or, or she tells him that he can believe what he wants. He sits a bag down on the chair, inviting her to dinner with him to see how curious she actually is, letting her know that he he brought her some clothes, figuring that she would like to change. Cuts to my boy Paul scarfing down a burger in his car. God damn, a burger sounds so good right now. He lo- he looks up uh, the location that Molly was at, taking a screenshot of the map. Anne is putting away some of her children's toys, taking off her shirt and starting starting and staring at herself in the mirror. Pulling, pulling her face back until Steve comes back into the bathroom. He asks if the boys, <coughs> excuse me, he asks if the boys went down okay. She claims that they, uh, they did, 
and um, they ask for him. He washes his face. She asks how how work was. It, this is so fucking scary because like it's such a regular conversation, but you could tell she's petrified of this man. Right. She is scared of him. She's definitely one of his victims. You think so? Yeah, I think she pulled the same move that uh, Noah was doing, but she did long term. Yeah. And and you can definitely tell. I feel like, I don't know, the whole pull back of the face was like really creepy. It was. And I was wondering, yeah. it's like, oh, did. Like plastic something... surgery kind of thing? Yeah. And you can almost see a little bit of an outline yeah. around her. Um, I think that's just because she's wearing a wig, but. I think so. Yeah. 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 But I think I think it's supposed to be like. Like a, a, not an intentional wig. I like. I just think it was just a bad wig. <laughs> oh, fair enough for the movie. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, he claims that it, that he claims that it was good letting her know that he's going to be late tomorrow night. She takes off her necklace as he continues that he has a lot to do now with the new product, having some large clients expecting deliveries. He finishes up his night routine as Anne lets him know that she's going to take a shower. He tells her that uh, it was good teamwork today, grabbing her face and staring at her. Anne looking as as if she's absolutely petrified, he kisses her before leaving out of the room. And starts to shower, sitting down to take off her clothes and her prosthetic leg. Such a great reveal. Yeah. This is where, like, oh, yeah, she, I feel like she was a victim at one point and won him over. She had to have been, right? Yeah. But, like, I feel like she won over the whole fucking kid caboodle. True. Because, like. She fully invested. <laughs> yeah. Like, she was, like, head honcho, it seems like, now that he was gone. Right. Like, the way she was barking orders at that guy. Later, interesting. It's uh, she has to for survival. Yeah, but at the same time, it's just like it's I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll get yeah. there. We'll get there because like I, she's a very interesting character to me. Um, like I get as to why she would help him at times, but like she's a very interesting character to me. <coughs> I want this cough to go away so bad. Cut to a uh, quick cut to Steve out for a run, coming back um, to his torture office, grabbing a drink of water, cutting a piece of cured human flesh to eat. Ew. He heads back into the basement um, to his refrigerator of body parts, picking a special piece for one of the, these women's flesh. And the fact that he's like running and shit, he's like, hell yeah, I'm about to have this date tonight. <laughs> I'm so excited. Eating this fucking human leg like it's beef jerky. That's crazy. That's so wild. Oh, God. Sending it. Uh, also, the fact that you can see, like, there's a tattoo mark on it on the piece of meat. It's so gross. Mm. Uh, well, if you go back further, it's when he's cutting it. Um, Yeah, like, it shows. I assume it's a tongue in there. Like, that's like a jar of tongue. You see the oh, tattoo. Yeah, that's so <laughs> yeah. Sending it uh, through the dumbwaiter outside, he uh, cuts through the frozen flesh with a chainsaw, feeding it into a grinder. Eventually, Noah sits across from him, pouring them drinks, telling her not to worry that he's not going to drug her again. She tells him that he's be- he better not. Um, and it's like kind of like a, a joking type of way. Um, he goes back to the pot, bringing up, bringing up that she mentioned she was curious. Um asking what she wants to know about it. She looks at the front door, then the dining room, asking when he first tried human flesh. 
answers that he was either 18 or 19 landing on 19. What? Dude, what? How? <laughs> that I wanted her to ask how. Right. Like, what happened? You know, like, did you just, like, trip and you just sunk your teeth into someone? Like, what, like, what, like, what, how, how did, how did you get into this? Noah looks out of the, looks out, um, at the dumb rate, dumb waiter, then the knife set as, uh, he continues talking about how horrified he was when he tried it, not being able to share, uh, this compulsion with anyone else, but he couldn't stop thinking about it, the taste, the texture. Liking the way it made him feel. Searching for others that shared this inhumane interest. Finding a whole community of people that are into eating human flesh. That being the time of his life. The time in his life where it started to actually make sense. Claiming that this whole world of cannibalism is about giving yourself to somebody. Suggesting that it's beautiful. Calling it surrender and love. Ignoring his sickening back banter. She questions how many people are in the community. He responds that, um, that not many calling them the one of the 1%, wanting the one thing um, that no one else or that no one else um, can get. And Jesus. The fact that it's like multiple of them. Yeah, it's terrifying. And the <coughs> scary reality is like, oh, what if this exists? It could exist. I, I mean, I I think there's definitely, I think it definitely exists. Yeah. There's a, terrifying to think there's about. a Reddit that like I think it's probably shut down now, but like there was a Reddit that was literally built for people to or created for people to talk about their fantasies of eating people. So like, crazy. So yeah, there's for sure a community out there like this. For sure. Um and what's even weirder is that like some people went through with it. That's terrifying. Yeah. Like he, there's this there is this story I don't I don't know his name at all, but there's obviously a few cannibalism stories where cannibals are just walking free. Um, but there was this guy who agreed to being eaten, and it happened. <laughs> yep, and dude didn't go to jail because yeah. like dude signed a waiver and everything. And I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, no, I mean that's kind of like correlates with a a movie we did an interview for last month with uh, Feed Me. Where it yeah. has to do with like suicide. It's like, hey, if you want to go, can you die this way? Right. And sign this waiver and everything in the paperwork. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. It's wild. It's pretty wild. Like the the way that there's an actual community out there like this. And it's just like, uh. And people are willing. It's like, yeah, you can take a bite of me. That's cool. Jesus Christ. Remember bath salts? Remember that was like a whole thing and people were like <laughs> turning into Tide zombies? <laughs> True, yeah. People be eating weird stuff. Yeah, but, but remember, like bath salts was like they like oh, turn yeah, people yeah. into like cannibals Zombies. and shit. Oh yeah, yeah. I was like, wait, what yep. is happening? Florida, man. <laughs> it all goes back to Florida. <laughs> that being where Steve comes in, <laughs> he Florida brings over Florida. a plate of human spaghetti, crackets of pepper over it. She wonders if it's if it's only women that he consumes. He admits that he does. That being where the market is, and women apparently taste better. He slides her. Pl- he slides her over a plate of pasta, allowing her to make the decision if she wants to try it. Cutting into the meat, she wonders if it, if it is her. It isn't. 
He takes the first bite. She picks up her piece, bracing herself before plunging into her bite. Quick cuts of the community of rich cannibals consuming their flesh as her as a heartbeat races, showing off a sigil of a goat with horns inside of a snake eating itself. I wanted to know more about this. You know, like I wanted to know more about this community Satanic. of people. Because yeah. um, like, uh, ew, like that, that meat totally, first of all, isn't even cooked. But like, yeah, like you know, like there's some people that are like on their deathbed, right? They're sickly. eating this, and like there's other people who have like other fantasies on top of this, like eating it like dog, and it's just, it's. I want to know more about these. I want to know about the symbol, the society, everything. Yeah, I want to it, know it's about a these great people. setup to see if they do do a sequel. They can, right? I hope. Really I hope to. they do. I really yeah. hope so, and I really hope it. It like doesn't have the name Fresh at all in it. Right. It's just the name of like whatever this community is, and like then you're and then you watch and you're just like, oh shit, this is fresh too. Like that, that's what <laughs> I want. That's what I want. He smiles as he uh, watches her chew, boasting that this meal cost thirty thousand dollars and would be more if she st- was still alive. He mocks her name, Hope. As he begins scarfing down the pasta, calling it kind of funny, she fakes a laugh, agreeing that it is funny and stupid, admitting that it isn't what she expected, calling it indescribable. He takes her back to her cell, unlocking her cuffs. She steps away, thanking him. He tells her that she's welcome, knowing that she was special because she she's fucked up too. Fucking hell. He closes her wooden gate, walking out of the basement, stopping midway, opening up another gate, uh, the gate where Molly is. He picks her up. She weakly grunts and groans as he takes her down the hall. Meanwhile, Noah wretches inside of the toilet, spitting out the remains of hope. Penny calls out to her, commenting that the person Steve just carried didn't sound like Melissa. She agrees that it sounds like someone else. Or someone new. Steve operates on on Molly as she uh, she is in and out of consciousness. Penny shares that she was thinking about how nice it's been to speak with Noah, shuddering that the thought thought about her possibly not being real. As she's speaking, Paul closes up at the bar, getting off the phone, looking looking back at Molly's location, which is now unavailable. Penny continues that she wonders if she's just going crazy like Melissa. Noah sits on the. Noah sits on the wall as Penny continues if she had an imaginary friend. She wouldn't she wouldn't name her Noah. It would be Sean Connery. <laughs> <laughs> they both bust up laughing. Noah wishing excuse me, Noah wishing that she uh could see her. The camera lifts over over the wall to show Penny with a bandage wrapped around her head and her left leg missing, wishing she could too. Cut to Steve coming back to Noah's room with a present. He sits across from her, sliding it over to her, wanting her to open it. She unravels the bow, opening the box. She breathes softly at it. He wonders if she likes it. She agrees that it's pink, um, chuckling that she loves it. Thanking him, he suggests that they have dinner again while she wears it tonight. She agrees as she leans back on the bed. He tells her um, that he will pick her up at 7. She reminds him that she doesn't know what time it is. He knows. Pulling out a cosmetic tool, thinking that she should probably freshen up. I don't know what that was that he pulled out. Like, it looks like a vape, but I have no idea what it is, so I just put cosmetic tool. (laughs) Cosmetic tool. He leaves out of the room, closing the door behind him. Noah is disgusted as she lays back in bed. Both of them get ready for their date. Steve receiving a text and missed call from Anne, asking him when he will be home. I wonder why she was so frantic tonight. 
and like for him to come back. Right. Hmm. I think maybe she felt like she was about to get replaced. I don't know, man. Because like it, it was like even even when she like sent another text message later, it was like a frantic message, like call me back now kind of thing. Um, and maybe you're right. Like maybe this, like she felt that way, but like for her to even like, why go, is he spending so much time? He's usually on top home of by now. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. So he could probably, she probably thinks like, Oh, maybe one of the girls is playing him right now. It could be a trust thing. Possible. I mean, I'm just curious as to why she didn't even go there by herself. She went there with like this community's lackey. <laughs> right. So I don't know. Interesting. He doesn't answer the text, placing the phone inside of a box. Noah practices her smiles in the mirror before he comes back down, opening her room as she greets him. They walk down the hall. Noah still cuffed as he assists her to the dinner table. He extends her chair out to her, unlocking her cuff to put it inside another type of lock. She questions if this is a date. He he comments it might be, pouring her a glass of wine. She chugs the wine down. He chuckles that he chuckles that it is going to be an interesting night. She agrees that it is. That he pours her another clanking her glass as he agrees to get drunk he get he brings over the their plates he mentions um that he that he was thinking about her growing up alone realizing that nobody has ever really cooked for her that making him sad thinking that everyone has um has to have someone cook for them at least once he hands her pate on mini toast eating eating it as she translates to it to liver steve adds with garlic and rosemary included. She juggles before taking a bite out of the appetizer. She moans in delicious approval, admitting that she does taste the garlic. He jokes that she uh she she can make it next time. She wonders <coughs> she wonders uh she wonders who that, that who this is that they are eating. He answers that it's Melissa. You could tell her like the life leaves out of her body too when this happens as well. Yeah. She repeats her name, chuckling at the thought of her name, calling it boring, claiming that she tastes so decadent, but her name is just Melissa. Joking that she thought um, he was going to say the name Joy or something, guessing that they finished all of hope. He jokes that there's more hope left than both laughing. <laughs> she wonders if Melissa ever got a candlelit dinner. He doesn't answer right away, looking over at her, then bringing her over to a wall with abstract painting, pressing a button on a remote to reveal the woman that he has kidnapped, flayed, eaten, and killed. Jesus fucking Christ. So this guy's like mural of shelving that's all completely filled. It's wild. Welcoming her into his world, claiming that uh, they became that they become a part of a part of you in some way. Noah approaches the shelf, inspecting all the women. He points out Melissa, confirming that she has never had a candlelight dinner. She spots um, Sammy's and Penny's photo, wondering where her stuff is. He exhales deeply, softly admitting that it's with him. She, she turns back towards the shelf, spotting all the cell phones that are stacked up, including hers. Mm. He tells her to come back be, uh, because there's more to eat. His voice drowned out as she stares out in the distance. She comes back. Um, she comes back when he sits down and introduces their next dish. It being breast meat. <laughs> he cracks multiple corny jokes. Noah cracking up at each one, but he doesn't understand why she's laughing so hard. She claims that it's stupid. Finally, saying 
um, finally saying um, hurt even more corny Freddie inspired jokes. Quote, you save the breast for last, end quote. So dumb. It's so great. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> they both laugh. She uh she says that this is really nice and that um and that he was right about no one cooking for her. Not being do you think this was Molly? Oh, for sure. That's her best friends. Okay, that's what oh, I thought. Oh, for sure. Okay. Like I, I like I think he did that on purpose. I think so too. For sure. Oh god, it's so awful. <coughs> yeah, he's an asshole. <laughs> Not being the way that uh she pictured it, but it's still being nice. Joking that she has better breasts than her. They chuckle once more. She jokes about him not disagreeing, them both laughing as they continue eating their dinner. Noah begins to sob, immediately apologizing, com- commenting that uh, it, it is really nice, but it's also confusing. Not being able to process it because she feels awful that she doesn't feel awful. Steve gently grabs her face, telling her that it, that it is okay, kissing her and claiming that it's going to be okay, calling her different and, calling her different and him knowing it from the moment he met her. They kiss. He he breathes deeply before realizing that he forgot to handcuff her. She admits that he did, asking him if he wants to dance. He agrees that he wants to. They move to the living room, dancing apart from each other, slowly moving closer toward each other. She hugs and kisses him, pushing him on the bed and undoing his clothes. Flashes of them dancing in sync with each other. She goes toward the bathroom. Her, he grabs her hand. She softly smiles. He lets her go inside the bathroom, and he's still left on the bed. She comes back out, and they begin. Noah pushing him back down on the bed, taking a huge fucking chunk out of this man's dick. (laughs) Bit the motherfucking clean off. Good for her. Good for her. God damn. Good for her. This is one of the best good for her moments I've ever seen in horror. Like, oh, my God. After that dance sequence? (laughs) This shit was magical. Magical. I love all of the camera angles in this movie. Oh, it's absolutely glorious the way that this is filmed. Like, the cinematography in this movie is just, oh my god, like this, with the movements, and you got the red subtleties of the light. like, centered and everything, and the symmetry of the movements. It's just beautiful. And that's what, like, made so many people popular on, like, TikTok and stuff. They were, like, all doing that weird dance move. It was like, okay, sure, why not? But then the Winter Soldier got his dick bit off. Yeah, now I got a metal dick. Yep. This movie. Great. It was great. It was great. Like the, so good. The blood you see in her mouth when he screams in pain and she smashes toothpaste in his eyes. Yeah, blood trailing brilliant. from her mouth like she's a fucking vampire. She runs behind another door using her cuffs as a lock. Genius. Steve screaming as he tries to get her, whimpering as he calls her a fucking bitch. He bangs and shakes the door, trying to get her as he escapes. As she escapes back into the basement, she locks the door behind her as she yells that he's going to cut her heart out. No one notices Molly. She immediately opens the door, setting her free as she checks on her. Molly asks what's wrong with her, but Noah has to work fast, demanding her to put on her shoes, leaving out to go for Penny. Steve bursts through the door. Noah makes it to Penny, immediately checking on her, quickly commenting that it's good to finally see her. Penny is in shock, barely realizing that it's Noah. Noah screams for Molly to come help her as Steve tries for the basement door, but it's locked. They help Penny out out toward the door. Steve holds his his bit-off dick, hearing the dumbwaiter ding. He grabs a pepper shaker. It opens to Penny, fucking kicking him with her good leg. Molly jumps on him, 
but he overpowers her, viciously smashing her into the fridge door. Noah grabs the knife that she remembers from earlier, trying to go for him, but he takes it from her, slamming her head into the beam. Molly grabs the knife from him, smashing his head into the microwave. Penny grabs the knife as Molly grabs a mallet, hitting him twice in the face, holding her chest as she walks over to Noah. Now, I'm going to tell you what makes this scene even more beautiful. There is not an ounce of fucking music in this moment. Right. Not an ounce. Until right now. When she's crawling, that's when the music kicks in. But here's the thing about this being so genius. It's because you can absolutely hear and understand the sheer violence that's oh, happening yeah. in this scene. Not just environmental by use. seeing it, but you feel it. You hear it. Yeah. Like every ounce. Every hit. Yeah. Like this scene is fucking violent. Yes, it is. Like, and, it, and it's glorious. And it's so, yeah, I was about to say, it's so satisfying. It's so satisfying. Yeah. Like, every hit that they get on this guy, absolutely Yeah, amazing. fuck him up. Get him. Yeah. Steve gets back up, hitting her in the face with a bowl of grapes. Jeez. Noah tr- tries to crawl away from, uh, from him, but he grabs her, grunting that she isn't going to fucking leave. Penny crawls over to him and stabs him in the leg. He goes on top of her, but Noah gets on top of him, biting him in the hand to drop the knife. He drops her on the counter, turning around to choke her. Molly gets up just in time, kicking him in the square in the face, allowing him to hit his head on the opposite counter. God damn, this scene's amazing. Yeah. Cut to them needing to get the fuck out of there. Noah opens up the painting, grabbing some of the phones. Meanwhile, Paul pulls, pulls up to the house, thinking that it isn't the right spot. But he spots the house, looking back at his phone, wondering where Molly is at. The, the women are running out of the house, Noah wondering how he got Molly. Um, she shares that she was trying to find her, but she found him instead, knowing something was off. Penny calls them cute as they all fall to the ground, Molly just <laughs> finding it easier to just pick her up. Paul gets out of the car, hearing Steve yelling for Noah. They all look back as he comes out of the house beaten and bloodied, yelling that she lied to him as and he's going to kill them all while firing off a shot. They continue running. Paul ain't up with this action, saying, fuck this, while going back into his car. <laughs> <laughs> Molly right, right Stru- I mean, he doesn't know what the fuck is going on. He's like, I'm just here trying to see something. I hear gunshots. I'm out. Like, yeah, he's like, I'm like, you know, like I'm here for Molly. I did my part. Yeah, I hear gunshots. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> he he was not with this shit. He's like, nah, he backed up. He's like, like, I'm out. I can't blame him, man. I cannot blame <laughs> him. His car twisted and shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I, I feel it. I feel it because, like. You know, he's trying to do something for, for Molly. Right. Right. He heard gunshots. He definitely probably could drive away and just call the cops and be like, hey, yo. Yeah. Here's the location. I heard gunshots at this spot. Fucking do Go police there, do shit. Thing. Yeah. Molly instructs him to split up and zigzag. Paul is on his way out there commenting that he's seen this movie before. Uh, before and uh, they don't they don't make it out alive. And, you know, what's probably fucked up. If he would have went, he probably would have died. Yeah, uh, Steve yells that he's sorry as Molly sits down. Penny um, sits down. Penny so they can hide. He questions if that's uh, 
if that's what she wants him to say. Meanwhile, his baby mama Ann pulls up uh, to the crib with one of the workers from the community. They go inside the house. She notices all the blood and the knife down on the ground. She demands for the worker to get a flashlight as she heads back into his, inside of his room. Calling his phone, it ringing inside of a lockbox. She opens it onto all her missed calls and texts. Cut back to Noah running away and hiding. Steve yelling for them to continue hiding as he fires off multiple shots. And here's the shots as he continues limping around searching for them. They all continue hiding. He spots the illumination of Noah's screen to the phone. He follows it. Molly running over to him to protect her friend. Penny gaining his attention as, as she uh, as she jumps on him to take the gun back. They all run up and start viciously beating his ass. <laughs> Noah grabs the gun, pointing it at him, demanding him to give her a smile. He does. He smiles a bloody grin before getting shot in the fucking face. Molly hugging her that they are safe now. They help Penny up. They make it to a barn for any reason i guess banging on the door but nobody is answering molly doesn't have any service noah realizes that she doesn't have her phone wanting to go back to get it molly not wanting her to demanding her to come right back this was interesting i don't know why she needed her phone true like you know like if molly has her phone this is fine y'all just need to continue trying to leave but hey. Noah uh, heads back to get her phone and, and the worker finding Steve dead on the ground. She squats next to him, not an ounce of sadness or sympathy on her face, commenting that uh, they need to clean this up and get his body on ice. Because she was like dollar signs. Right. And I that think that's one of her driving motivations. Like, yeah. hey, I feared you, but now I'm the boss. Right. You're gone. Dollar signs. She almost looks like Android-like here. Yeah. Like, like Terminator 2. Like, Very emotionless. Yeah. Like, oh, you're dead. Let me look at your body real quick. Yeah. Hmm. And like she doesn't even like look at the the worker. She just right. tells him, get him on ice. Clean this up. The worker agrees. Noah finds her phone on the ground, startled by Anne appearing behind her. She puts on an act that she got him, acting like she's sobbing. Noah not understanding what's going on, asking her who she is as Anne continues playing the role. She approaches Noah. Um, that they are free now as she grabs her by the throat, pinning her to the ground. She tries choking her as Noah tries to fight her off. Molly hears the commotion as they continue to struggle. Noah tries hitting her in the face, but the blows aren't strong enough as Anne's hands wrap tighter around her neck. She... She comments that she wants to she wants to watch her life slip away. Noah grabs, grabs keys from inside of her dress, um, stabbing her, repeatedly in the um and then in the neck dropping her to the ground next to her noah tries to run away screaming for molly's help and pins her to a tree but molly is close behind hitting her in the back of the head getting her revenge back as for asking for help asking her for help and and setting her up caving her fucking head in as she yells that bitches like her are the fucking problem noah asking who that is molly reveals that it's steve's wife noah surprised that he was married molly joking that he was married they both say their i love you's as we conclude with the yeah yeah yes noah's phone lights up to a message from chad asking if she's awake then credits <laughs> fucking men so yeah i guess melissa was dead um uh, hopefully Penny's okay and the worker didn't find her. Yeah, they don't really show anything besides 
the text message goes to black. Yeah, then it's, it's, we don't see them survive technically. No, we don't know what the fuck happened after this. Yeah, like technically they don't have they, transportation. No, they had they're still in the middle of nowhere, and there's like a dude running around who's a yeah who's like guy. fucking cleaning up a body. Right, <laughs> man, what the fucking shit! Great movie though. This movie fantastic. is fantastic. This movie is fantastic. And I hope that like, leaves it open for interpretation. We'll see what happens. It does. I I, I hope if this movie ever does get a sequel, like I said, I hope it's it follows the community. Because I'm I'm very curious. But I got some motherfucking movie facts for the hip. Movie facts. <gasps> this was Mimi Cave's directorial debut. And the beautiful fucking one at that. Came out swinging, dude. Came out swinging. Yeah. This was the first film released under Walt Disney Studios Motion Pictures to be rated R18 plus in Australia. It's beautiful. Shout out to Rio. <laughs> Although. None of this movie was filmed in Portland. The GPS screenshot Paul takes um, Molly's location is in of the Portland area. And Perfect. the pen is set to Plumper Pumpkin Patch and Tree Farm in the West Hills area. Cool. Sure to visit. Cool. Shout out to them. Shout out to them. Uh, when Noah and Steve are having dinner about 75 minutes into the movie, the song playing in the background is a cover of the Radiohead song Exit Music from uh, for a film performed by uh, Vitamin String Quartet. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's right. Um, let's go with this one. Uh, Penny tells Noah, I hope he fucking chokes, referring to Steve. When Noah and Steve have dinner together for the first time, the song we hear is an instrumental version of the exit music by Radiohead, where closing lines in the original vocal version are, we hope that you choke, that you choke, repeated three times. That's actually, that's actually that's, fire. Yeah. That's fire. Uh, last one here. The song in French playing while, while Noah and Steve are on their way to his place goes as follows. Quote, while waiting for the end of the end of the world, you want to believe that the story ends up all right. End quote. Huh. God damn. Attention to detail. The attention to detail is absolutely real here, and it is fucking fantabulous. What a great movie to end the month. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And by the way, I want to keep this motherfucking conversation going because I want to know what you all think about Fresh and we can talk about this over on Twitter if, as long as it's still alive. I don't know. Uh, at Nightlight <laughs> underscore pod or Discord. We have our Discord in the show notes so if you do want to keep in contact with us, by all means, head over to our Discord. This is honestly probably the best time to do that now because of what's going on with Twitter so we'll figure the fuck out. But we're on Discord, and we chat We chat on Discord quite frequently. So if you want to keep this conversation going, let's definitely do that over on Twitter or on Discord. By all means, we'd love to hear from you. But next month, we are ending next month or the year with an absolute bang, man, because I'm, I'm very excited to end this year off the way that we're going to do it. We usually have, like, sometimes, like, Christmas movies, like Christmas horror films. Last year, I think we did something based off of, like, uh, family gatherings or snowy, I think, yeah, isolation like or some shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, this time, we're just going to talk about horror films that actually came out this year. <gasps> Say what? Say what? This is 22 and the beyond next month. And uh, we are going to start with Watcher. 
which I'm so fucking excited to see again. I'm excited to see it for a second time. I'm so excited to see it again. Yeah. So excited to see it again. Uh, this will be a little bit different. Um, it'll, it'll be kind of in our note format, but since these movies are newer, um, uh, we got we aren't gonna have licenses to them and, and access to a lot of them, so we're gonna have to like purchase them and, and things like that usually. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. But just want to give everyone a heads up if they're like, wait, this sounds very different from what they usually do. That's probably why. Plus, we're in and off the year. We're fucking tired. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> we're fucking tired. It takes a lot of work to write these. So these these might be a little bit more laid back um, to end off the year. But we will be coming back stronger than ever. This was Nightlight. Or maybe podcast. I was one of your hosts, Prince, also known as Head Knight. Alongside me, we have Freddie. I'm going to hit the gym so I can come stronger than ever. That's right, Freddie. Also known as Nighty Knight. With your help, we can reach more ghoulish nights with your recommendation to someone who would actually enjoy the show. If your podcast apps allows you to rate our show, please consider us giving us a five-star rating. Guys, it honestly does help us out a ton. We're almost to 200 ratings on, on Apple Podcasts, and we're almost to 100 ratings on Spotify. So by all means, thank you all to who have rated us thus far, um, and we appreciate all of the love that you have shown the show. For extra horror-related content, head over to patreon.com slash nightlightpod. That's like with a what? Okay. And remember, everybody, don't forget your nightlight.